You are listening to a Bible-based message from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. Go to riverrockchurch.com for more information and resources. Now here is today's encouraging message from Pastor Chris Tyen. All right, so the kids have headed off to Kids Church. And I'm going to talk about valuing and encouraging Christian fathers. Now, I had the same kind of message for valuing and encouraging Christian mothers. And I had one at least mother say, or one, I had at least one other mother that was here say, wow, I feel guilty. And that was not the intention or purpose to make you feel guilty. Um, so when we talk about parenting and parenting principles, those are great aspirations, goals, strategies to do for parenting. Uh, there is a business that I know needs some leadership help. And I thought to myself, well, if I was the manager of that establishment, or if I was in charge of that establishment, I would get everybody together and I would teach them this customer service skill, and I would teach them this sales principle, and I would teach them this, and I would teach them that. And then I'm like, but wait a second. I can say that from the outside looking in, but I really don't know what goes on in the middle of the battle. It's easy to be an armchair quarterback and sit there and tell everybody through your TV what they're doing wrong, but if you're actually in the field and the battle and everything... Uh, with all the um, personality conflicts and every leadership conflicts, all the things that go on there, you really don't know how hard it would be to do that, to make those changes. And when it comes to parenting, that's difficult too. So um, last night, as I was thinking about this, I'm like, I don't really feel worthy to share a message on Christian fathering. It's like when my kids were little and I was a youth and family pastor, I used to do parent training stuff all the time. And I was just confident that these principles were, just, you just did this and you, man, you, you perfect kids came out like a toaster, you know. If you put the toaster toast in and set the setting at three, when it pops up, it's going to be just the way you like it. Waffles, you want to put it on six, you know. If you just do that, it's all going to be perfect. Kids are not that way at all. Matter of fact, I was reading a parenting book where it had four quadrants, four squares. It said your kid is this, 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 or this. And if you do this with this type of kid, then they turn out this way. And I'm like, no, I need an extra square because my kid is not any, no, I need a new category. And so then I thought to myself in my misery and pain, thinking, why am I talking about being a great Christian father? That maybe I am a great Christian father, but maybe I need to have perfect kids. So maybe if I had perf- my perfect parenting principles were used on perfect kids, maybe it would work. But uh, God has given us free will, and our kids have free will. I'm not really sure the free will thing is a good idea all the time. Maybe they shouldn't get free will until they're older. Uh, our grandson's been staying with us for a few days, and he's just really busy and everything. And I just know that, you know, dads, moms with your kids and everything, that it is difficult sometimes to have patience, to always show love and kindness, to always practice those parenting principles, to always try to instill godliness because it's like a moving target and it's always busy and maybe sometimes you're suffering from like post-traumatic stress disorder because of your kids bombarding you or grandkids bombarding you all the time and it's, it's difficult. So we do the best that we can and we trust God for the results and we know that we have a heavenly father. So if you are somebody that your dad is no longer alive, Father's Day is hard. Uh, maybe you have issues with your dad and that's difficult. Maybe today's the day to call and talk to him and tell him, hey, uh, whatever happened in the past is the past. Let's move on. I love you. I forgive you. I care for you. Whatever. Sometimes though with guys, when you call your dad and go, well, dad, I just want you to know that I forgive you for being a terrible dad. But that's probably not going to work good on Father's Day. He's probably going to go, what? 
well, wait a second, you weren't the best kid either. But anyway, call, uh, try to have a relationship with your dad in your older years. Um, you don't know what your dad was going through when you were a kid. I mean, it's tough to be a dad when you've got to worry about uh, work and uh, all the things, marriage, all the things you got going on, and then kids. So you do the best that you can. You instill principles and do um, pray about it, pray a lot about it, and do the best that you can and ask forgiveness of your kids as you make mistakes. But Paul was, he saw himself like a spiritual father. And to the Corinthians, he writes in 1 Corinthians 4.15, after he's talking to the Corinthians about all the things they shouldn't be doing, um, he says, even if you had 10,000 others to teach you about Christ, you have only one spiritual father. For I became your father in Christ Jesus when I preached the good news to you. So I urge you to imitate me. That's why I've sent Timothy, my beloved and faithful child in the Lord. He will remind you of how I follow Christ Jesus, just as I teach in all the churches wherever I go. And what a great thing to see yourself as a spiritual father. If you lead someone to Christ to uh, do everything you can to help disciple them, if you are able to influence the lives of others, that's awesome. So many of you know that I lost my adult son like three years ago to an accidental drug overdose. And uh, in the past, people are like, oh, people that use drugs get what they deserve. But if you watch the news and see all of these kids that seem to be really successful in school or these business leaders or all these people seem to have it together and then the next day they're dead because of an opioid overdose, it's, it's really sad and it can happen to anybody. So you should talk to your kids about that a lot and then have grace on those who have gone through it. But so now I have his... Well, I have my grandson. I have his son. He's here today. And I wasn't sure if he was going to be in here or not when I showed the Father's Day video thing. So we watched it yesterday and talked about it. But uh, I know that he really wants a dad. And I pray that someone will fill the role of a Christian dad in his life. And that would be awesome. So, but maybe you can see um, a kid somewhere and fill that role of a spiritual father. Of a, um, and also teach skills. Um, I reposted on Facebook this football coach that has his football team out there, and he's teaching them life skills, like the video showing them, showing the team how to change a tire, just in case their dads didn't teach them that. Um, what a cool thing. But we should be spiritual fathers. What a great thing. So anyway, um, I didn't really have much to work with when it came to fathering. Uh, that's my grandpa, my dad, and me. Uh, the 70s were not kind to me. Uh, those plaid pants were cool. It was not laundry day. Actually, I was dressed up to see grandpa to go out to eat. Uh, those were probably two Hardy Boys books there because I think I read every one of them. But nonetheless, I learned from my dad what he learned from his dad. And maybe part of that was good, but I also had to read a lot of, read a lot of books on Christian parenting. And there's a ton. If you like videos, right now media has some. But if you want to be a better parent than your parents, you need some outside help. Uh, parenting seminars, parenting classes. Uh, the problem that I had with putting on parenting classes was the parents that had it all together would come to the parenting classes. The parents that needed to come to the class would never come. And I don't know why attendance is down today. Maybe it's because people went off to visit their fathers or people took their fathers out to do something or maybe they just feel guilty and don't want to hear a Father's Day message. Don't really know. Maybe they can listen to it later. But uh, unless we make changes, we become just like our parents. So when, usually, uh, for instance, uh, if you were a kid and you're like, someday when I have kids, I'm never going to do that or say that. And then when you're a parent and your kid hits that age and you're like, whoa, 
I just became my dad and said exactly the thing that I said I wasn't going to say that I did. So, but you can stop yourself and break that chain. Maybe your parents were critical. Uh, maybe you can be more encouraging. Um, maybe your parents uh, weren't very godly. You can obviously be more godly, but do what you can to make a difference. So, as I was thinking about what to say, I figured I didn't need to reinvent the wheel. I had handed out this little booklet maybe a year or two ago or whatever, and I'm going to use some of the principles and points out of this fatherhood making a lifetime of difference in the short time that we have. But it focuses on God, our Heavenly Father. God, our Heavenly Father. And uh, first thing about God, our Heavenly Father, is that He is accepting. He is accepting. And we, as parents... Um, when we have the opportunity to become parents, whether we adopt a child or we um, bring a child into the world or, and we have this great opportunity, we have so many hopes and aspirations and we think of all the things we can do with our kids and hopefully our kids will look up to us. And Croft Pence has this old poem that says, To any daddy, it says, There are little eyes upon you and they're watching night and day. There are little ears that quickly take in every word you say. There are little hands all eager to do everything you do, and a little boy who's dreaming of the day he'll be like you. You're the little fellow's idol. You're the wisest of the wise. In his little mind about you no suspicion ever rise. He believes in you devoutly, holds, all that you, holds that all you say and do. He will say and do in your way when he's grown up like you. There's a wide-eyed little fellow who believes you're always right, and his ears are always open, and he watches day and night. You are setting an example every day in all you do for the little boy who's waiting to grow up to be just like you. And that is very true until the teenage years, but very true that they look to you and often imitate you and become like you. So, but parenting can be difficult, but our Heavenly Father is perfect, and He is accepting and caring and loving, and God's acceptance is clear by His mercy for humanity. He reached out to us even after we sinned. Titus 3.5 says, He saved us not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through the Holy Spirit. So He is accepting. There was a time in my life when I rebelled against God. Uh, it was for at least a period of six months. And everything, I was an adult, everything that I knew that I shouldn't do, I was doing. And it wasn't good. And then I repented and came back to the Lord and it actually helped me to have a more solid faith. And maybe uh, your kid's doing some things that uh, are difficult and hard, but you need to keep being accepting. It doesn't mean you have to be accepting of the behavior they're choosing or the bad choices they're making, but you need to be accepting of them and to always have the door open, always make it so that they know they can connect with you, keep praying for them. You don't have to change your standards. You don't have to change your principles, but you want to make sure that they know that you are approachable and uh, maybe you can guide them and show them uh, the right way to live, the way back to the Lord. But he had a mercy for, had, has a mercy for humanity. He offers forgiveness through Jesus, Ephesians 1, 7. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his Son and forgave our sins. He made it possible for us to be made right with him through what Jesus did. So we don't have to be perfect because Jesus is perfect. We just need to place our faith in Jesus. And he adopted us as our children, as his children. He adopted us as his children. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's Spirit when he adopted you as his own children. 
Now we call him Abba Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. So some people say, oh, we're all God's children, but that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says actually that if you're not in God's family, if you haven't been saved, if you haven't been adopted as a child of God, you're a child of the devil. And so we need to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. He adopts us, makes us his child. We call out to him, Abba, Father, Daddy, Father. And we get the Holy Spirit to help us to live the Christian life and to know how we are to live. But he is accepting and he loves us. God showed us great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. He is accepting. So um, this is a thing that dads never say. I think it's so true. Uh, Let's watch this. I don't care how late you stay out. Stay out as late as you want. You want to borrow the new car? You want to borrow my credit card? Kids today, they really have it rough. I have no idea where we are or where we're going. I mean, when I was their age, life was easy. Super easy. Why haven't you gotten a tattoo yet? How come you don't have any piercings yet? Yep, we're lost. We are completely lost. Ew, sports. Just do whatever the mechanic says to do. Vehicle maintenance is completely overrated. Look, whatever the mechanic is asking, just pay him. Pay him whatever he wants. I wish they had soap operas at night. I like that boy. You should date him. You should date him immediately. Well, what about the creepy guy with the motorcycle? He's cute. Yeah, sure. Spring break in Tahiti sounds fun. Hey, make sure you get all your video games done before you start your homework. You don't have to pass all your classes. What? You have a project due tomorrow and you've known about it for four weeks and you haven't started yet? Sweet! Doesn't anybody want to know if we're there yet? Remember, if you need anything between midnight and 4 a.m., please come wake me up. Hey, I'm on the phone. Could you bring the baby over and let him climb all over me? Hey! Hey! Can you please turn that music up? Well, we just stopped for lunch 10 minutes ago, but yeah, let's stop again. I never have trouble with my toddler. I never have trouble with my teenagers. I never have trouble with my adult children. You know, she's right. We are ruining her life. Yes, more homework to correct. All right, whining. Yay, tantrums. Mmm, vomit. We just really need to spoil these kids more. Sorry, buddy. I don't know any good jokes at all. You're 16. You pretty much know everything now. I think 18's a great age to get married. Okay, remember, make sure you turn on all the lights before you leave the house. Hey, could you leave the front door open for a couple hours? Thanks. Whoa, money really does grow on trees. As a dad, you say all these things, not the things that he said, these are the things that you don't say, but yeah, it's like I have these, these principles and these things you say and your kids know you're going to say them and it drives them crazy, but they're true and you're trying to like teach them principles. You're trying to get them to listen. You're trying to like show them the way it should be so that they can like make right choices and that you can trust them and it's a great thing. Uh, Paul Harvey uh, said, a father is a creature that is forced to endure childbirth without an anesthetic. A father growls when he feels good and laughs when scared half to death. A father never feels worthy of the worship in a child's eyes. He's never quite the hero his daughter thinks, never quite the man his son believes him to be, and this worries him sometimes. So he works too hard to try to smooth the rough places in the road for those of his own 
who will follow him. A father gets very angry when the school grades aren't as good as he thinks they should be. So he scolds his son, though he knows it's the teacher's fault. A father gives his daughter away to another man who is not nearly good enough so he can have grandchildren who are smarter than anybody's. A father makes bets with insurance companies about who will live the longest. One day he loses, and the bet is paid off to those he leaves behind. So fathering is difficult, but fathering can be awesome. And fathering is uh, something that you have to wait to see the results. So you can't wait. You can't say, okay, well, my kid's 18, and these are the results, so that's that. Instead, you know, wait till the very end of your life and look back and see how your kids have grown and how they've changed and what they've learned. And you may be very impressed as time goes on at the results that they actually did listen to what you said. It just took them a long time to figure out that what you were saying was true or practical or helpful. Um, some people in counseling, uh, they go and they talk to a counselor and the counselor tries forever to help them to discover their solution so that they can own it and make it happen. And it takes a long time, I think. So me, I'm quicker to like say, well, I see some things wrong here. Let's do, do these three steps. When you got them done, come back. We'll talk some more. And often, you know, in parenting, I think that's a good idea too, you know. Do these things. Follow this. Do this strategy. You'll be more successful. And then they don't. And it's like, what? what? What's going on here? But nonetheless, you still stay accessible. God is accessible to his children, and we need to be accessible. So um, he reveals himself through Jesus. John 14, 9, Jesus replied, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, yet you don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father, so why are you asking me to show him to you? So God has made himself accessible through the life of Jesus. God has made himself accessible through his word and through the Holy Spirit. And he is accessible and we need to be accessible to our children, accepting and accessible. Um, my son, um, Jeremiah, um, my older son, when he was growing up, he always wanted to get tattoos. And I don't have any tattoos. Not really sure which tattoo I would get. Um, I'm not opposed to it. I love tattoo stories. I like it when people can tell me the stories behind their tattoos and everything. But uh, he's like, when can I get a tattoo? And I'm like, when you're 18, when you're on your own time, not on my watch. But he came back with tattoos on the back of his legs. And it's like the, he's got the Ten Commandments tattooed on the back of his legs. I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting. So uh, hopefully he'll live by him, look back there and say, what, what's that? Honor your father and mother. Yeah, okay. Father's Day, I should do that. So, and then later on, he thought it'd be cool to get his ears pierced. And his friends were getting gauges and his ears were getting, the gauges were getting bigger and bigger. And he's like, oh, it will go back. And he's like, oh, no, I won't go back. So I might as well just see how big they can get then maybe I'll get the skin trimmed off my ears and get it fixed or whatever. So here's the son that I love. And we're walking through the mall. And so this is like my son. And uh, mothers are looking at me and his ears in horror. Like, what kind of parent are you? It's like, I didn't tell him to do it. He chose to do this. I didn't even say anything. I'm like, whatever. But now you see people with gauges in their ears all the time and don't really think of it. He was ahead of his time, I guess. But to be accepting, to be accessible, to be caring, to identify that child as your own. So uh, Jesus does that too. Charles Stanley had said, God is honored by large, difficult, and impossible requests when we ask, seek, and knock. When we ask, seek, knock, and trust our loving Father always to answer for our good. So when you go through difficulties, when your kid goes through difficulties, you keep praying for them and you keep trying to be 
accessible. You keep trying to connect with them. Now you can send texts and send stuff to them that you care about them, articles, videos, things like that to constantly encourage them. Maybe they're not listening at a time, but uh, maybe that stuff will eventually uh, get root like a seed and uh, start to grow and be a good thing. Number three, to be present. So many times fathers aren't present. So they're fathers and they have kids and they go home, but they're not present because they're busy. They're busy working at home. They're busy doing uh, work stuff or house stuff or they don't take time for their kids, which is a really easy thing to fall into. You have to have a balance there. You can't spend all of your time with your kids, but to be present. And God is present in the life of his children because he helps his children in difficult times. Hebrews 13, 6 We can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? And what a great thing to be a father that your kids know that when they're, if they're in trouble or they're going through difficult things or uh, they've messed up, that they can still call you and you'll do what you can to help them and to rescue them. It doesn't mean that you will um, like take care of fixing everything that they did because of their bad choice, but what it means is that you will help to get them out of a bad situation and help to try to get them on the right track and to do what you can. And God does that with us. God is our helper and we can trust in Him. He is present. He provides for our needs. In Matthew 6.31, it says that He knows what we need. Your Heavenly Father already knows all of our needs. So don't worry about these things. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Where where are we going to work? How are we going to get through in the the future? How are we going to do all this? Pray about it and trust God. He already knows our needs and He promises to provide our needs when we're we're walking in Him, when we're serving Him, when we're uh, living in Him. He provides for His children's needs. And so parents, fathers should provide children's needs. A balance there between providing for needs and also spending some time with your kids. He comforts, Heavenly Father comforts when tragedy strikes. The Lord is like a father to His children tender and compassionate to those who fear him. And we need to be comforters too. We need to be tender and compassionate and caring. Our Heavenly Father guides when direction is needed. For that is what God is like. He is our God forever and ever, and he will guide us until we die. Psalm 48, 14. So sometimes you call your dad, and it's like, if you can, call your dad, and it's like, well, what do you think? I, I have this opportunity to do this, and what do you think I should do that and this? And maybe sometimes you go, hey, that's a great idea, Dad. I'm going to do that. And other times you go, well, you know, that is a good idea. I'm going to do something else, though. But I do respect your opinion. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. He guides. And he is disciplining. And the Heavenly Father disciplines us and disciples us not to be mean, not to be harsh, but to train us and to guide us and to keep us on the right path. So when things don't go the way that they're supposed to go because we're in sin, Often God steps in, and sometimes there is discipline in our life. 1 Corinthians 10.23, you say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. You say, I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is beneficial. But God, in His mercy, has given us the ability to make free choice. God, in His mercy, has given us boundaries for His children's wholesome development So yeah, we can say that we can do this because Christ has forgiven us and we're under grace and under law. We can do all this stuff, but God knows that certain things are harmful, certain things are not the best for us, and the Holy Spirit will often uh, convict us of certain sins that might not even seem like they're really big sins, but sometimes God looks at the heart and sees the motives and says that your heart is attached to this idol that it shouldn't be in. Um, maybe that idol, like a car, will self-destruct because God loves us so much. He has a jealous love for us. And He guides us on the right path. 
Proverbs 2.6, The Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants the treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right, just, and fair, and you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. Understanding will keep you safe. The Heavenly Father guides us on the right path, and a good earthly father will do that too. We'll come alongside at a good time and talk to you about certain things in your life that you might want to change or you might want to look at or you might want to do or not do. Uh, that is a great thing to have if your earthly father is still available, that he would invest in your life for a lifetime and say, hey, I see that you're reaching the adult parenting years now. Um, maybe you need to do this or to do that or um, remember what you did to us and you got through it, and we got through it. So keep that welcome mat out and keep the door open and know that God is the one ultimately in control of this child's life. And just be faithful and trust and do what you can to God. Be ready. Be ready, be ready to share and to God for part of disciplining and correcting when going in the wrong direction, sending warnings when disobedient and rebellion prevail. Revelation 3.19, I correct and discipline everyone I love, so be diligent and turn from your indifference. Psalm 94.12, joyful are those you discipline, Lord, those you teach with your instruction. So when we walk in the Lord, our life is better. Sometimes it doesn't seem to make sense. Sometimes it seems like we need to run ahead of God. We don't see how it's going to work out. We don't know how that bill is going to be paid. So the best thing we can do is just charge it on the credit card and trust God for the payments. But that's not the best way to go about that. You should pray for your needs and then wait and see how God provides. Often, if you wait for God to provide, He often provides at the last minute. Sometimes if He doesn't provide, it's because you don't really need it. Um, but trust and walk with the Lord. And as a parent, do all that you can to guide. And sometimes you can provide, but sometimes it's even better if you don't provide for your kids, your adult kids, so that they can figure out how to make things work on their own. And God is faithful. Number five, God is faithful to His promise. You can trust in God's promises. 2 Corinthians 1.9 In fact, we expected to die, but as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely only on God who raises the dead. We can trust that God will get us through. We can trust that God has a plan for every stage of our life and our kids' lives, and we should trust Him. We should trust God with our commitments. I will sing of the Lord's unfailing love forever. Young and old will hear of your faithfulness. So, God is good, but... Jesus showed us that God is a Father, a Heavenly Father, and we can have a personal relationship with Him. And as we walk with the Lord, we can call on Him like Jesus did. We can have that same relationship that Jesus modeled. He said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but you will. Jesus prayed that as He was headed to the cross, and He prayed, to his Abba Father, Daddy Father, and we can have that same relationship. Jesus made it possible for us to be adopted by God the Father. So John 1.12 says, To all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And when we come into that personal relationship, then we're guaranteed heaven. We have the Holy Spirit to teach us how to live. We are uh, in a new relationship, and God is our Heavenly Father, and is an awesome thing 
And we need to do that. Romans 8.15, you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. You have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. So when God becomes our Father, we can have access to our Father. We can get perfect advice and direction from our Father. That's for our mental welfare, our social development, our spiritual enrichment, and our personal salvation. Our Heavenly Father cares about everything. You can take Him to work with you and pray about your needs. If you need to sell something, you can pray that God will help you to make sales or make product or come up with an invention or whatever it is that your job is. Take God to work with you. Ask the Holy Spirit to help show you ways to be more effective or to make contacts, to be successful, and then trust Him in that. And then as you walk in the ways of the Lord, you will be more successful and then you'll praise God for that. When God becomes our Father, we can be safe and secure in our Father, and we can expect an inheritance, an eternal inheritance from our Father. So a perfect Father is one who cares and provides, just like our Heavenly Father. Uh, God is a perfect Father and a model for dads. He gives life to His children. He loves His children. He protects His children. He provides for His children. And dads, earthly dads do that, and our Heavenly Father does that. So ten questions for dads. Do you model reverence and love for God before your children? That is so huge to be godly before your kids. Uh, be genuine. Be honest. Don't put on a show for them, but put God first in your life. Let your kids see that and hear about that as you walk along the road, as you're driving along, anytime. Talk about the things of God. Do you model a sacrificial love for your wife if, that's, if you're married, if you have that opportunity? Do you take spiritual leadership in the home seriously? Do you financially provide for your family? Do you take responsibility for your children's spiritual training? Deuteronomy 6.5 talks about that. You're all familiar with that passage. It says, talk about the things of the, of the Lord. I love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands. Uh, repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, and when you're getting up. So, you're just as you're going through life, you're talking about the things of the Lord. And so often... That's the things that stick. Uh, sometimes if you like set up a little classroom and say, all right, kids, I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about God, they might not be as tuned in as they are when you're doing something, when you're driving along, when you're heading to the grocery store. Uh, number six, do you lovingly discipline your children? Do you teach your children to respectfully obey? Do you comfort your children and urge them to live godly lives? Do you pray for and with your children? That never ends. So as they're adult children, you keep doing that. Pray for your grandchildren too. Do you know where to find parenting and father resources? So if you're looking for stuff, I have a bunch of resources that I can direct you to. Uh, even if you punch in father into the Right Now Media uh, library, there's a bunch of stuff that comes up. There's this long video series called The 33, and there's a whole um, section on fathers and fathering. So it talks about issues that you might have with your dad. You might want to watch that. We're out of time, but... Bless us, Father. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. So maybe you don't have that personal relationship with the Heavenly Father, and maybe you'd like to get that today. Uh, you can pray, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. Please come into my life and save me and make me the person you created me to be. I want to have the Heavenly Father as my Father. I want to be adopted as a child of God and to follow and to live for you, and to live the life that you created for me. You can, you can pray that, and Christ will come into your life, and you'll be adopted as a child of God. Maybe you are a father, and you are in over your head, and you can pray, Lord, help me to be a father like you are my heavenly father. 
Help me to see ways that I can be more effective in parenting or grandparenting or whatever. Help me to accomplish your purposes and do your will. Show me resources to make me more effective. And help me to invest in the lives of other fathers so that the children can be eternally blessed. So Lord, we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. We invite you to visit River Rock Church 10 a.m. Sundays at 330 South Market Street in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. You can connect with us, find resources to help you grow in your faith, give online to support this ministry, and share your prayer requests with us at riverrockchurch.com. May God bless you. Share Jesus with others this week.